What's up? It's your boy Enigma back with another Mind of a Black Author episode. And we're going to continue the Mary Sex Kill. <laughs> I really hate saying kill because a lot of people don't deserve to get killed, even my characters. But you have to do that because that's part of the game. So if this is your first time seeing me, yes, this is my first episode doing this game live. And with the Mary sex kill thing, it's just like you've envisioned as a child. It's a game where you pick three people. In my case, I'm going to pick three of my book's characters. And I'm going to pit them together and decide on which one I would actually marry, which one I would actually have sex with, ooh, and which one I would actually kill. Again, I don't like the kill thing, but it is what it is. I already have a couple of episodes up, and what I've started to do is group them together in similarities. So the first group had the girl next door type girls. The second video, well, not video, but podcast, had the promiscuous girls. And this one, I'm going to work on the traumatic girls. And (laughs) I really, really hate this because I put my characters through a lot. And to think that one of them I'm going to have to kill at the end, it bothers me. It really does. So we're going to jump right into it. And I'm going to talk about the characters, give you a quick background and decide on which way I'm going to lean with it. So this is unscripted. So I do apologize in advance. Everything I do tend to be unscripted when it comes to the books, unless I have something specific. But we'll jump right in uh, with the ladies of the choosing so the first character i'm going to talk about is tanisha tanisha is from my book freedom and tanisha's traumatic experiences she grew up in a traumatized household where her father used to beat on her mother and she ends up getting into a a relationship when she gets older where she goes the same route as her mother so that's the trauma that follows her that i'm going to have to discuss here momentarily The second character is Lelo. Now, Lelo is actually one of my favorite characters. She's actually the first one that I actually put to a novel. And she's actually in two novels. She's in the Confessions of a Call Center Junkie novel. And then she's in the Chronicles of Lelo. Now, the Confessions one is the diary of Lelo. Basically, it's just a diary written in her words. And so... You really see everything based off of the way she says it happens, whereas the Chronicles of Lelo reads like a traditional book where you can finally see her and some of these stories that she told previously happen in real time and real life and things like that. As far as her trauma, she's... I mean, the first book, it was just really, she was just a person who would go in and out with drug abuse, you know, but that's not really necessarily a trauma more than a habit. But in the Chronicles, we learned that she was sexually abused uh, almost multiple times, to be honest with you, along with her uh, drug habit and alcohol habit. So, you know, a lot of things to talk about there. Now, this third character As of this recording, this book has not been released, but I had to put her in here because she falls into this category specifically, and that's Serena. And I'm going to give a little information. I'm not going to give too much details about her because the book hasn't been released yet. That's book number 24, by the way. It's probably going to come out sometime in July. But 
she has a trauma that has basically driven her through her entire life. You know, she's a musician. Think of her as Beyonce, but bigger. You know, she's about to hit the billion dollar mark. She's that popular, but she has something that always drags her back. And I'm going to get into a little more details here momentarily. All right, so let's break these characters down so we can see where they're going to land in my Mary Sex and Kill. Start with Tanisha. So Tanisha, basically, she grew up, like I told you, in an abusive household. And when you grow up that way, a lot of things are, you know, it's some things that you carry over. So we always talk about generational wealth, how we want to pass wealth down to our children. But there's also generational trauma that we pass to our children. Her mother basically allowing her father to beat on her constantly, especially in front of uh, Tanisha, you know, it takes a toll for her. And then when she finally comes of age, she gets into a relationship as well. And she brings some of that to the relationship. Now, as I always state, I am never for abusing a woman or beating a woman. But a lot of things that Tanisha has, she actually starts. <laughs> you know, she starts the fighting. And she starts everything because that's the way she was raised. And that's what I'm talking about. Generational trauma. This is how she thinks that people settle dispute. So, you know, when she gets in an argument with her husband, this is how she argues because this is what she thinks normal life is. And so, you know, we watch TV, see the Cosbys and things like that. But a lot of people just think that's fake. Like, oh, you can't have family like that or live like that. Everything is just what they've been raised to see. And it's a sad situation. And with her... It really is. She wants to break the cycle before she passes it down to her child because her earliest um, memory of her father beating her mother came at around age five. And that's what she remembers. So you can tell age five that has shocked her so much that she can remember that instant, you know, to a T. And so the abuse that she's witnessed between age five and beyond. And she's the one that actually stood up to her father, by the way. So when her father was beating her mother, I think she was around uh, 15 or 16 at the time of the story. And her father put her, his hands on her too. And she was like, Oh no, we're not going to do that. And she's the one that called the police and got him out of the house because her mother wouldn't testify or, or file a complaint, but she did. So, you know, she says she would never be in a relationship like that and ends up in one anyway. And it ends very, you know, it's not, I don't want to spoil the ending, but put it like this. It's bittersweet. Okay. The ending of that book shocked a lot of people who read it. They were like, oh my God, I wish such and such would have changed. And I'm sure if you look at maybe some of the reviews or anything, you'll see what I'm talking about. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot to overcome when this is what you think is life and then you bring it into your life and now this is what you're dealing with. So it's not easy to overcome something like that. Now, as far as uh, marriage with her, I could marry something like that, but there would have to be some guidelines. Like the first incident, we would have to sit down and be like, look, I don't put my hands on you, so you don't put your hands on me. You do it again, I'm out of here. That much would have to be understood. Okay. Now, as far as everything else in the marriage, I mean, she really wasn't that bad of a wife. I mean, she was trying to make money. He didn't want her to do certain things and make no mistake. He is at fault for a lot of this too. I know I pushed some of it on her, but he's at fault as well. He didn't address the trauma and he just basically fed into it and that's how their marriage ended. So it could be done. You just have to make sure that she understands that 
we're not going to do this here. We're not going to have this abusive stuff. We're not dealing with all this extra drama. And other than that, I mean, she wouldn't be such a bad wife. It's just trying to get past that. Um, as far as the sex is concerned, I mean, she's not really anything that's like really sexy. Yeah, she's cute and all that, but she's not really, you know, sexy. Like, oh my God, I got to get a taste of that. You know, something like that. Like, in the book, there's really not much told about their sexual relationship. Yeah, they have sex a couple of times, but it's nothing, you know, outside the norm. So I guess you would keep it like that. And as far as her being in the kill category, I think kill is a bit much for her because, this, again, this is all this is is just drama. It's just basically her learning to not attack when having an argument. And I think that could be worked out. So kill, you know... Like I said, I don't think anybody deserves to be killed in this list, but we have to pick somebody. So that's all I'm going to say about that. So moving on to Lelo. Now, I love Lelo. Okay. I love everything about her. When we first meet her in the first book, she's a call center supervisor. She's trying to maintain. She's trying to keep her love life together. She has a couple relapses back in the drugs when things get tough. And there's a you know crazy ending to that book as well. Now, the Chronicles of Lelo actually gives us a little more insight to her. And she was sexually abused by one of her superiors at her job, basically threatening that he would fire her if she did not have sex with him. So there was that. She was almost sexually abused when she first met Gia at the club. So if you want to take a difference between what Lelo says and what G what actually happened, I guess, it's the Gia situation. So in the first book, she actually talks about that instance to where she first met Gia on the side of the road on a curb at a club because she was drunk out of her mind. She was drugged and she really didn't talk too much about it in the book other than it was just a hard thing to remember. And every time that Gia needed to kind of get her back on track, she would bring her there to show her that and causing her to cry because that's where she was at her lowest point. But what we see on the actual incident in the Chronicles of Lelo you know, she basically was drugged. She was, you know, abused. She was about to get raped before Gia stepped in. So there was a lot more to that incident than Lelo talked about. And also in the first book, Lelo doesn't talk about the sexual abuse at the job or anything like that. And there's a couple reasons for that. And you can be the judge. It's either A, I didn't think of it at the time when I wrote the first book. Or B, it's too, too bad for her or too traumatic of a memory to really discuss even in her diary that's only been read by her i like to think it was the second one but it probably was the first one i'm just going to be honest because i didn't know i was going to follow this book up with her reprisal so that was you know the big trauma that she had to go through not to mention that she's also like i said she has the drug thing she has the alcohol thing she has relapses every now and then and there's a one big key with her as far as relationship-wise. In the Chronicles of Lelo, as she's getting off a of drug, she finds something else to get addicted to, and that's sex. She's dating a guy that she's working with and ends up dating another guy she's working with at the same time. So she's basically dating two people in the call center trying to make that work. So she has a perfectly good man, and then she kind of pushes him to the side to get with this other guy. Now, the other guy was a little aggressive with her, really trying to get with her, and she tried to fight it off a little bit, but eventually she succumbed to her lusts, and they ended up hooking up, and she ends up switching up, so to speak. Same thing in the initial book, The Diary, where she has a perfectly good man, and then one of her old booze from jail finally got released, and she 
kind of pushes him off just like she did the first guy in the uh, Chronicles book. But she ends up sleeping with him and then, you know, there we go. So she has a lot of issues, as you can tell. And we're not even going to talk about the work issues as a call center supervisor, call center agent in the Chronicles book. So, yeah, she has a lot of drama and baggage that comes with her. So let's talk marriage with her. Marriage would be tough because it's kind of hard to trust somebody who's basically cheated on good men in the past. She's had two good guys in the stories that um that came out in the books. Actually, really another guy too, I forgot about, but for the most part, she's basically, you know, a freelance person like I'm going to get what I want to get and she doesn't feel any guilt about it. Well, I, I take that back. She feels guilt. But she eventually gets over it like, oh, well, you know, and she gets herself in these situations to where she has to choose and she struggles with that and and a marriage. And then also, you don't know if she's ever going to have another relapse. Anytime things get hard with her, she goes into a relapse. And I don't know if I necessarily want to deal with that in a marriage. So marriage would be tough for Lelo for me to decide that sex Sex, it would be actually interesting with Lelo because the thing about her is she actually likes to try different things. Like, for example, the guy in the diary book, he has this whole tickling fetish thing and she's not into it, but she does it because he likes it. Um, But she also does things like to frustrate a guy. You know, she'll basically (laughs) she loves to give a guy what they call blue balls, basically tie him up, tease him and everything. And won't let him release. She likes doing that. She loves to have some sort of power in certain things. And yeah, that might be a little frustrating. But the fact that she's willing to try different things in the bedroom and not just do things that she wants, you know, she's very uh, open to those things. She's very open to different fetish styles and things like that. Now, she's not as bad as some people, but she's open to it. So just put it like that. Sex would actually be interested with her. And again, with the kill thing, I really hate to kill somebody who's been through all of that. Um, But I mean, with the drug addiction and the infidelity, it's just a lot. Okay, (laughs) I don't know. She, you know, she might fall into the kill category just by default, maybe. But I don't know. I'd have to think about that one, because like I said, it's really hard for me to kill anybody. And the final person we have is a person that nobody's read but me. Well, technically, if you were with me from way back when, this is based off of one of my scripts as well, called Illustrious Solitude, and it's Serena. Now, Serena has a trauma that basically has followed her since her teen years. So she was basically trying to make it into the music game. And so you can kind of figure out what happened there to what soured her on a lot of things. And... She has all the money and popularity in the world, and yet she is still so miserable. Like, she is still taking out her vengeance on people who harmed her 25 years earlier, okay? I mean, she is really, she's she's that bad, okay? So, it's a big trauma, so I don't want to minimize her trauma. I'm not going to go into the details. I'm just going to let you figure it out for yourselves, but you're a teenager, trying to make it into the music industry, you know, use your imagination on what could happen with that, with these producers trying to take advantage of her. I will spoil one moment in the book, and that's the first chapter, just to kind of show you how she is. So 
Serena was supposed to do this talk show in the morning and her publicist is looking for her, trying to get her to come, doesn't know where she's at. So she goes to Serena's dressing room and finds Serena having sex with her husband, um, with the publicist's husband. And so, you know, the publicist is shocked and this and that, but the way Serena deals with people who have harmed her is just ridiculous. Like she is very, very vengeful. And the thing about it is <laughs> that whole situation. Yeah, I can understand her being upset with her publicist on the reasons why she did that. But she went too far as Serena tends to go. And she knows that her publicist, all her publicist ever talks about is my husband this, my husband that. So in order to hurt her, she took her husband and had sex with him. And if you think about it. So when I'm thinking of Serena, she's like, like I could say she's like a Beyonce. If Beyonce comes up to your man and says, let's have sex, how many men going to turn that down? I'm just being honest with you. Okay, so don't don't shoot the messenger. And so Beyonce could be trash in the bed. We don't know, but it's, she's a superstar, so we're going to find out. <laughs> and so that whole situation showed basically how she, far she's willing to go. She's been tormenting somebody who did her dirty for 25 years. Another story to kind of share about that. So is this record producer that she really despises. Again, I'm not going to get into details. But what she did once she started making her money is she found out where he worked. He worked at a car dealership after his career fell through as a producer. And so she went to the car lot and bought the most expensive car on the lot from one of his co-workers. And then rubbed it in his face as she was leaving. But that wasn't enough for Serena. She ends up calling, buying the car dealership, and then firing him. And she kept doing this for a while until he finally got a job at Wally World where she can't afford to buy the entire company. And so she still sends a, her net worth to him on a yearly basis just to rub it into his face. So you don't cross Serena, basically, is what I'm trying to say, because she will continue to get her you know, vengeance. And it shows you that vengeance doesn't really solve anything because it doesn't make her feel any better. She just does it because of the anger and pain that she's felt for all these years. And in the book, she's working with another publicist, obviously, after she slept with the <laughs> previous one's husband. And he's really trying to break her out of that. He's really trying to heal that trauma from her past. But it's a struggle because, you know, when you've held on to something for that length of time, it's hard to really overcome it. So he's working on that and you know how it ends again, book comes out in probably July. So you'll find out then. All right. So those are our three candidates. Well, let me just kind of talk about Serena. I almost forgot with marriage. Marriage would be tough because she's a vengeful one and you can't argue or get into it with somebody like this without her taking it too far because Serena goes for the juggler every time. She's going for that neck every time. She is just vicious like that. And so it'd be kind of scary to be with somebody like that. And plus you have to get past all that trauma. But I think if you can make it through that, she wouldn't be a bad wife. But just know that there's going to be some some horrible arguments that you're going to have to deal with as a husband. So is what it is uh talk about the sex i mean 
She's not being spectacular sexually other than the fact that she's almost a billionaire. I mean, she's a pop star. She's probably hanging in every person's house. You know, who knows how many people then already did their deeds on her video content or whatever. But yeah, sexually, I don't know. I mean, you know, it'd definitely be intriguing because of her status, not necessarily what she does in the bedroom. The thing about her, there's a scene where she does have sex. She likes the whole post-orgasm thing. So she likes to torment a guy after he's already, you know, relieved himself. And when he's begging her and just kind of moaning and just like, oh, God, you know, that's what gets her off. So it'd be frustrating (laughs) to say the least. But, you know, sexually, she still is one of the biggest stars on the planet. So, you know. And then kill, obviously, you probably would have to kill her to get her off of you because she doesn't play. She will, if you harmed her in any way, she will continue to come after you until you die. I mean, she even said that about one person. Either he dies or I die. But until then, this continues. That's how vengeful she is. Either he dies or I die. Other than that, I'm going to continue down this path. So, Killing her might be the only way to get her away from you at a certain point in time. So, you got to think about that too. All right. So, that being said, those are the three candidates. And so, let's decide right now who I would marry, who I would have sex with, and who I would ha- who I would kill. And again, this is just my personal preference. I don't think any of these women should be killed, but somebody has to fall into that category. So, process of elimination. Mary would have to be Tanisha. And I understand the abuse thing, but I think that can be controlled once you show her some sort of love and basically set the ground rules. Like if I don't put my hands on you, you don't put your hands on me. I think you can work it out because other than that, she's very loyal to you. She's a good wife. She's attractive because she's an aspiring model. Um, But I could live with that. You know, it'd be hard to get through that whole portion. I think probably the first few years for her to really determine if this is real life and I just to get her past that it would be a challenge but I think we could do that and I think the marriage will be fine with that you know especially like I said she's an attractive woman aspiring model as long as you support her and um, love her I think she'd be a perfect wife sex that would have to be Serena and <laughs> I know I talked about the frustrating thing that she does to men but again you're talking about a pop star, you know? So, and like I said, I love Lelo, but she's going to go to the kill by default because it's like, do you want to have sex with Lelo or do you want to have sex with Serena? So that's like saying you want to have sex with Beyonce or do you want to have sex with a call center girl? (laughs) I mean, who are you going to choose 10 out of 10 times, you know? And, Serena may be terrible in bed. You know, she may suck. I already told you how she gets off and it's very unpleasurable for you, but it's still Serena. I'm still going to take my chance with her. And she's a billion dollar person, you know, just to get into that a couple, three, four times. I would love to. So I would definitely choose Serena as a person to have sex with. And of course, kill Lelo again, process of elimination she just she's not a person I would marry because she has too much going on with the drugs and alcohol. She's not, you know, faithful. And I don't know, that's just too much to deal with with her. And then of course the sex I already talked about, who you're gonna take, the call center girl or you're gonna take the superstar. 
I know what I'm taking. But sadly, my first novel character would be the one to kill. And I'm sorry about that. So what are your thoughts? Have you read any of these books? Do you think that I made the right call in all three of them based off of what you heard? As always, let me know your thoughts in the comments below. And if you want to check out any of these works, I'm going to leave the links in the description below. And as always, you can hit me up at www.enigmakid.com. That's www.enigmakid.com. It's your boy Enigma signing off. Deuces.